show. Do not adjust your TV sets. Wrestling Chat with Friends is back tonight. Of course we are. We are we are home. Is that can I say that now? I'm EJ the Collector. Welcome back to Wrestling Chat with Friends. We've been gone a few weeks, but it's good to get the gang back together again. We've got my podcast mentor, the producer of the show, Cheats Two Belts is here. Cheats, what's up? What is good? And we are home. We are home. And you know, I've changed. I've changed since the last time we were here. So a rare Tuesday appearance for GG. We're happy to have you. Our friend Kelsey's out on assignment tonight. Uh, she'll be checking in uh, in the next upcoming weeks. She's got a lot going on, but I'm happy to really announce that my tag team partner, the Chad Gable to my Otis, the Julius to my Brutus, a little Creed Brothers reference there, TG, who's not a hypocrite. As you can see, he's back on the scene. TG, welcome back. How you doing, pal? I'm doing great. I, I never change. Nope. It's just a straight line from here to the grave. <laughs> well, I'd like to say that like there are a lot of topics we can cover tonight, but there, we're here because the whole wrestling world is talking about the goings-on from this weekend, and we're going to dive right into it. CM Punk, probably the most polarizing figure in wrestling over the last 10, 15 years, but also one of the better, greatest wrestlers, greatest stickmen in the last 25 years had an unceremonious exit from AEW at the end of the summer. His reports of his demise have been greatly exaggerated because to the astonishment of all of us, he returned on Saturday at Survivor Series. We were talking on a group text that night. Both Tom and I emphatically wrote kind of midway, I guess right before the War Games match, he's not coming back. You replied with, he's definitely not coming back. If anyone out there follows dirt sheets and online sheets, it was sort of like wishy-washy. No one really knew what was going on. The reports were like, WWE talked to him, sort of. They said they didn't need him, but you never know, which is sort of typical for all that. So let's just kind of jump right into it because I know that we all have strong opinions about it. And I believe some of our opinions probably differ quite a bit. So... Either one of you can go first. I'm going to defer to Cheats because I definitely want to hear his take. Cheats, what do you make of all this? And kind of like, A, are you surprised? B, is it a good idea? And C, like, what do you think for the future? Those are sort of the three big questions. Yeah, no, I I, I was completely surprised. I was shocked that he, he did it uh, and the WWE did it. I don't know where I was more shocked. That's the interest. I don't know if I was more shocked. I guess I do know. I was shocked on the WWE side. I am not shocked at all that now CM Punk wants to be back in the mainstream of things. Like the, the seven-year hiatus CD he took, breaking away from wrestling prior to returning to AEW, I think he had a different impression of the industry, a different impression of his life or whatever. When he got the itch and that itch was fulfilled with admiration in AEW, I think now it's all bets are off this whole, like, I'm just going to go back into, you know, isolation, if you will, and just have a happy life. Like I did for the seven years that he was away from wrestling. That is no longer the case. He went on, he went out on his terms nine years ago. He did not seemingly go back, go out on his terms this year. I'm telling you and you all, everybody that knows wrestling and knows what wrestlers enjoy they will tell you to their dying breath, it's the crowd, it's the feeling, it's the energy. That's the thing that can never be replaced. 
and he was away from it, whether it's his, his, his terms, yes, indeed, but he was away from it. But when he came back and he got that, that itch again, that pop, like he got that reception, no matter what he did. I don't think there's any genie. I don't think there's any kind of putting the genie back in the bottle, if you will. So I am not surprised that he wanted to find that somewhere again. And WWE at this point is the only option that would be that would be able to kind of produce at the level that he's used on to on that scale say. for sure. So I'm not surprised that he wanted to come back. I am extreme. I am surprised that Triple H worked it out. And apparently, based off of what we heard, Nick Khan was the guy that really had to sign off on it. Um, and then basically everybody else didn't know. Um, so I'm surprised that he's back. Um, I don't know what this means. Some of those reports that we're talking about says it's a, definitely a multi-year deal. He's he's kind of back in the fold. Is it good for business? Instantly, the instant reaction is extremely good for business. Clearly. It is the biggest story in wrestling. It's a quad, like, if it wasn't for what, the Eagles and the Bills playing in overtime, it could be one of the biggest stories in sports. Uh, universally, that's kind of got that crossover appeal. Um, it's a huge, huge thing, uh, in, in this, in what we kind of do. Right. And so long-term is the real question. How long does this story play with him, you know, flying straight, being a good citizen, Mm -hmm. you know, before the wheels come off and he realizes that he is who he is. They are who they are, you know, whatever. I don't know the answer to that, but it's extremely good business for now. I'm extremely surprised on the WWE side. And, you know, let's let's buckle up and see where it goes. TG, before I let you uh, take the reins off you and let you go, uh, I'll say this too. Um, the way it was presented on Saturday with the trademark graphic in the bottom right-hand corner and they're pulling back to go to the show, that it was obviously a surprise to me too. Um, and I thought his appearance Saturday, you know, 71 million downloads or views on WWE's pl- across the platform, which set the record. Quick check in case you don't know. Do you know what record he beat for most views on any WWE social media platform? Either one of you? Logan Paul. Uh, the Rock coming. Close, Logan, Tom. Logan Paul. Logan Paul's dive onto the table. Onto Was it Roman? Was it Seth? Which one was it? Uh, yeah, that that yep. handheld yep. camera yep. dive. Yep. That, that was something like 41 million views in 24 hours. This gets 71 million views. And for me, I think something like that, that Triple H could see would be the result of it. I think that right there is the reason you try to get Punk back into the fold. Did WWE need to add Punk because of sagging anything? No. WWE is hitting on all cylinders with their house shows. With their TV, their TV deal seems to be way further ahead than clearly AEW's are. So, you know, it's a win-win to Cheats's point if Punk stays on the straight and narrow. And I think the most telling part of this whole saga is something Triple H said Saturday at the press conference, where he said, you know, I'm a different person than I was nine years ago. 
Phil's a different person than he was nine years ago. The comp and most importantly, the company is different than it was nine years ago. If you're the same person with the same attitudes that you had nine years ago, you're doing something wrong. I couldn't agree more with those statements. And I think that's the reason a lot of that brings you to what we have today. Tom, talk about the return first, and then I'll let you kick off our discussion about the promo last night on Raw. The wholesale swallowing of propaganda here is really pretty impressive. The idea that CM Punk is, oh, he's not the same person he was nine years ago. How about nine months ago when he was making a mess of AEW? He's, he's, he's a different person now. Here's the thing. WWE with or without CM Punk, not really that much difference in terms of their business. Not, not, I mean, it'll help. It'll certainly in short term, it'll help. But it helps WWE a lot less than it hurts AEW. Because what's going to happen now is they're going to take CM Punk, who the guy at Warner Discovery loves him, and they are going to take Raw. And their, their number one goal now is to try to use CM Punk as an asset to get a deal with Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Discovery. In international markets, there are a lot of markets where Warner Brothers affiliated, you know, networks already carry WWE programming, like the UK. WWE, for years, as standard practice in their TV deals, has had as part of that, that they, they have to be the exclusive wrestling program on whatever station is carrying them. So they are going to try to use this to squeeze AEW off of that's Major interesting because that, that would be a full acknowledgement that they are competition and that a lot of their business is sort of trying to drive their competition out of business. And that would be the first really acknowledgement yeah. that they, yeah. and I don't, I don't quite see it that way, but, but keep yeah. going. Yeah. There, I mean, I think that, so I don't think CM Punk is, I don't think he's back in WWE because he's addicted to crowds. I think he's addicted to punishing those he has perceived as wronging mm -hmm. him and his one and only feud. Whatever's happening on TV, immaterial. His one and only feud is AEW. That's who he's feuding with. And that is everything that he's doing now is because of that. And that is why he and Triple H are in, and Nick Khan are in alignment. Because Triple H is the guy who fired him on his wedding day. He is the guy that, that he, he, he hates, or at least hated, uh, Triple H. And Triple H did not get along with him creatively. And all of a sudden that has been put to one side because he's like, okay, we have a common enemy now. I hate those jerks. And here's, here's the most interesting thing to me about how this is all going to play out. I don't know what CM Punk legally is able to say. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit in the group chat. There is a scenario where he has signed an NDA for a, either – better back in compensation upon being terminated or just to avoid potential legal issues or whatever. Um, and if that's the case, all of this is going to have to be done very, I guess, indirectly. And it may not even manifest on TV. He may just be playing a character on TV who never references AEW because he can't, um, which I think is fine. I think that's fine. Um, in terms of the TV character he's going to portray, I think that the direction that I would take it would be the, the promo that he cut Monday night, I think, was very was unremarkable and very generic. But I think that what's an interesting direction to go would be 
to become a heel who is in fact a, this giant sellout hypocrite. I think that there's plenty of plenty of money to be made there and plenty of interesting story development to be done. And I don't know if CM Punk will allow himself to play that kind of character. I think I think CM Punk wants has a, has an innate desire to be perceived as uh, very real and authentic. And I I don't know how excited he'll be or invested he'll be in portraying that kind of character. But to me, that's the most interesting character that he could portray at this point. I mean, the, look, the dude he has made. <laughs> And I'm not saying he's completely unjustified in this, but he has made many, many, many disparaging comments about WWE over the, the past decade. About it. And not all of that stuff simply disappeared or is attached to Vince McMahon specifically. A lot of it is attached to Triple H. A lot of it is, is attached to the way they, they still do business. And so for him to go back there, for him to potentially work a Saudi show or, or like that kind of stuff, it's kind of a hard sell to be like, oh, I'm still, you know, I'm the, I'm the voice of the voiceless. And now the voiceless have a voice and blah, blah, blah. It's like, come on, dude. Be, be, lean into being the guy who is like, look, I just like money. I just like, uh, you know, like to Chino's point, I just like being in front of crowds. I just, I'm a mark for myself and I am going to do whatever I have to do and be whoever I have to be to get access to those things that I love. If he did that, I'd be like, okay, this is, I like this. This so is an interesting, interesting point you've made, Tom. Uh, first, out of, you know, everyone's, if you're paying attention to Twitter, X, the it's, the feeds have been inundated with CM Punk takes. It's all you really see now. The one take I really hadn't seen made is what you kind of said, that this, the basis for a lot of this decisioning was to stick it to AEW and try to put them out of business. Um, Cheech, you may be the better one on this, like, the final deals, you know, NXT is going to go to CW, but no real final decision has been made. I've heard that Warner Brothers is in the mix, but, you know, by all accounts, Warner Brothers is happy with AEW, but they haven't re-upped their deal yet. I'm just really fascinated that that, that you're, you, you think this is primarily maybe less about solidifying getting the best talent solidify you know raising house shows rate i mean who knows how many house shows he might not be doing or just increasing merch sales which you know cm punk right now is the top t-shirt seller in wwe and he's still the biggest merch seller in AEW for 2023 so that's those are those are, are nice positives but i don't think they're the driving force they i think they are ancillary benefits to what they're trying to do i think the primary they i don't think they don't need him creatively i mean it's i'm not saying he's not going to be an interesting character or create interesting new storylines i think that he'd be the best opponent for roman at royal rumble uh because he's the one guy who's credible and is hasn't lost to roman in the last three years but i i think that the reason that nick khan especially was very keen to get him on board was because he knew that he would be a major asset when they are trying to figure out where Raw is going to go. And if they can use that as a move to block another option for AEW, AEW, I mean, that could really, really compromise them. Quick thought, and then I'll shut up. But one thing that's really interesting, six months, eight months ago, when we were talking about AEW, I had said, I felt like this by this fall into going into winter, AEW could be in the strongest business position it had ever been in. And things just, I mean, they had a couple of good, obviously, you know, great things. The Wembley show was a big deal and all that. 
but the loss of a couple of key pieces of talent, the way that CM Punk exited, sort of the the creating a new show, and and now it's like, mm, does it make sense without the kind of a brand split scenario? And now you have QT Marshall, who's you know re- resigning because he feels like the company is going in some new direction that he can't be a part of or whatever. I, I just think that if this domino falls in place, where WWE gets some kind of exclusive deal that boxes out AEW from one of their potential primary landing spots. I mean, they they have a lot of money behind them, but I just wonder what where they will be a year from now. What's inevitably going to happen, and what has kind of already been happening, is people are pulling out receipts that Punk has you know made disparaging remarks about WWE in the last year, and they're showing that. And you know, your 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 handle right there, non hypocrite. You know, if you're if you have not paid attention to anything other than WWE in the last nine years. His return and his promo last night was amazing. He's home. He's missed everybody. This is the place he knows he should be at. That literally is like ignoring. I can't, I mean, I'm a big punk fan, but even I couldn't help my eyes from almost rolling out of the back of my head uh, when he was <laughs> delivering some of those lines. Um, I, you know, in a little bit of retrospect, I was like, well, what else, what is he going to say? Like, you know, he, I don't think this is necess- I don't think a script was handed to him. But clearly, you know, that's what you say if you are trying to get yourself back into the WWE fold. You know, coming out with a nice, crisp WWE T-shirt. I mean, that's what that is the WWE way. Punk clearly is ready for that. And the more I'm thinking about it, you know, maybe this is the first step in an ultimate FU to AEW. You know, these guys. Look, I think there's parts of that. I do. I don't like I think Tom has probably his underlying motivation correct but there is also a big part of this and the guy's just a, a narcissist like ego <laughs> egomaniac type of person he's he's a mark that wants himself. to be the center yeah. of attention and he's he can't yeah. do that in new japan he can't do that in ring of honor he can't do that in impact who apparently threw a whole bunch of money at him to show up over there and this is this is the way that again there Seven years is a long time. If you're not and a mark for yourself in wrestling, what do you what are you doing there? I, I understand, but seven years is a long time. And what I mean by that is, when he made his first return in Chicago at AEW on Rampage, I believe it was right mm-hmm. that had the world going crazy when he actually did. Yep, there was a I think a difference in him in regards to this industry and to what he wants down at this stage of his life which is I really think he wants to be that guy again. And obviously he burned every bridge that he could burn over at AEW twice. <laughs> and some of and, those, bri- some of those bridges were set fire for him that he ended up torching them. But yeah. Okay. I agree. Uh, the other thing is the, the, I will say this, and this is, this will be a really big uh, factor. I think in how long he, kind of rides the straight and narrow in WWE before he eventually will flame out. Uh, but there is AEW. He got there and really instantly thought he was the biggest guy on the block. No matter what he was, I get, I get it, but I'm talking about the level of respect that he had. He could probably count on less than one hand. Other professional wrestlers in the AEW locker room that he actually said, I respect that individual. 
Like maybe maybe a Brian Danielson, maybe a Sting. You know what I mean? Possibly a Kenny Omega, maybe before some of this stuff happened. But the rest of these guys, he had absolutely no respect for. And I think that changes things. Because my question is, if he gets over the WWE now, looks around in that locker room, he's going to be, there's going to be a lot of new faces. Great. It's been a decade, right? But if he has a little more respect, I think, not just for Triple H and Tony Khan, but like the boys in the back, if you will, and whoever the sheriff is, I don't know who that person is now. Because as we've all talked about, Roman is like not there. After. Like Roman's not the locker room leader of WWE because he's not in the locker room, right? So, so my, my, I mean, my, like, I think that will be an interesting kind of dynamic. Because well, is it? it no, on, let, really quick. Because I feel like he one he can't come in with the same attitude that he had originally with AEW, but I hope. And I don't know who it is or who it would be, who has seniority, tenure, like Randy Orton just came back. But I don't know if there's – like, there's got to have some people that can kind of keep him in line. And, and if there is people that he respects, he'll stay – he might make it, you know, eight months before he loses his shit. It's going to happen. My question is, is, is it just possible that the company has evolved to the point where you don't – there doesn't need to be a resource court. There doesn't need to be a – there's lots of guys who collectively help run that locker room. There isn't an undertaker anymore. There doesn't, because it doesn't have to be because everyone's more focused. Now you don't think so. I think wrestling's wrestling, man. I think the boys in the back are the boys in the back. I think management's management. I think you have a healthy respect for management, but even I think the boys in the back have to, there's gotta be a handful of guys. And the good thing about WWE is it's WWE. So they've got, a handful of guys. I just don't know who they are, and I don't know if CM Punk res- respects them. AEW has boys in the back. Just Punk didn't give a shit. Like he didn't care. Well, that's so he mean, was gonna do, and he had no respect for Tony Khan, obviously. So, and and I would I would just add to that. I, I agree with Mark, and the way that I look at it is kind of from this perspective. Even putting aside sort of the internal politics of of the locker room and so on, when CM Punk went to AEW, he was legitimately and i think probably unquestionably the instantly their biggest star i mean nobody there are other people with all due respect to you know the the john moxley brian danielson yeah i think would be the other guy who you could you could make the argument for at the time but he but there wasn't a ton of competition in terms of who's the who's the biggest star that they have okay Right. So now he goes to WWE and there is a scenario where he goes with the attitude of like, look, I understand this is a different landscape, but if he doesn't grasp that, like if he, if he comes in, I don't even mean like with a bad attitude, not even putting a negative connotation on it, but just saying like, okay, I was the top star in AEW and now I am a co-equal with anybody that WWE has. I think that's where you are going to run into some potential frustrations, either for him creatively or with, you know, the company with what they do with him. Because, as you know, I think I said this in the group chat, but I'm like, this is this is a company where they have really, really worked hard to, for example, establish Cody Rhodes as like 
a big he is their number one baby face period the end then you've got seth rollins who they really have worked hard to you know really make the belt that he carries credible make him a fighting champion have him go over in, in a series of feuds defending that belt the point of all this being that that from an objective standpoint cm punk no question dramatic increase in sort of casual interest i'm sure they hope that he's going to increase the number of lapsed fans or casual fans who, who watch the product again. But in terms of how they book him creatively, it seems to me that in a company where a guy like John Cena, who admittedly is, is a part-timer, he's not signing a multi-year deal like Punk and is going to be around as much as Punk, but where John Cena, a John Cena who is probably on their Mount Rushmore in modern WWE history from, from their perspective as a company, if he's coming back to put over guys like Austin Theory and Solo Sokoa, it seems unlikely that Punk is going to be a guy that they're going to position to be, you know, a long-term world champion again or something like that. And I don't know where Punk's head is on it. I'm just saying he may, he may already be like, yeah, absolutely. I'm on that page. We're all on the same page. Like, that's possible. The thing that would concern me would be, like, the the mindset that he had in his in his last year at AEW carrying over to WWE and again that may maybe not the case at all but that's what I'll be interested to see is if how they use him and if he gets frustrated or well, let's talk about sort of the locker room and the people in the you know three of us know nothing about how people truly feel about him in the back but you know we all just kind of rely on things we've seen heard. Seth Rollins had a really great work reaction uh, to Punk Saturday night. He was being held back. He was dropping F-bombs. Um, it looked it looked really real, you know, but I think we all kind of know. Um, I want to talk about if this was I, – I don't believe Triple H when he says him, Nick, maybe someone from Endeavor – knew about this that might have been the case 10 days ago when discussions are being finalized that might have been this case but leading up to that match i believe several some of those competitors cody probably there's no way seth didn't know that was happening before he goes out there because seth's needed to react a certain way to build a storyline so you know i think you know what i heard was triple h actually got on the the headset in the minutes ending the show, he was the one because he had to make the the right call to when the hit the music and everything, which means he had direct access to Michael Cole's head. Now Michael Cole didn't react when they came, and kudos to WWE for no longer giving the could it be what is it? They just they were quiet, they let it marinate, and there's video of Cole actually reacting. He reacted as if he knew it was it was happening. So. I just would ask both of you, who do you think knew and who do you think maybe if, if they truly feel that that locker room is in a position where you didn't necessarily need punk, where do they fall on, you know, getting their big stars, the guys who have been there for 10 years, your Seth's, your maybe not Drew, but your anybody else who you think maybe conceivably could have a problem with it. Seth, I guess is first and foremost, do you think did they not feel like they needed to let him know? I think that's I think Seth is sort of your one of your signature stars. And because 
you want to build these stories for down the road, they have to have, I just don't believe that nobody knew because it's needed sometimes for character development and storyline. So to each of you, what are your thoughts on like how maybe people like Seth truly feel? Do you think he was able, do you think he feels like he could have voiced it to anybody um, as best as we can? What do you think about the backstage reaction um, now and going forward to Punk's return from the locker room, Tom? I think that there were definitely people in the main event who knew and definitely people in the main event who did not know. And I based that on the fact that they, we talked again, we talked about this a little bit in the group chat, but, but the punk's return was so sort of separated out from everything else that was happening. Like the main event ends, celebration of the ring cut to a wide shot music hits. It's just punk in the crowd, just punk in the crowd. You don't see anything that's happening back in the ring. So the point, the, The point of that is I think that I would, I would feel confident that Cody knew maybe that Seth knew, but I don't think that Seth's reaction is necessarily a guarantee that he knew. I think a lot of those guys like us, they had heard rumors. They obviously all talk. So I think they may have been ready for the possibility, but hadn't been pulled aside and told. Now, to your point, one of the things that has kind of leaked out or or sort of um, been talked about in the days after Survivor Series was without anybody specifically being named that there there is concern now that because Triple H didn't have those conversations ahead of time, that some folks who may like nobody's freaking out, but that maybe some of the trust that he had worked so hard to build with some of those folks has eroded a little bit, at least temporarily, because they feel like, hey, a heads up would have been, you know, appreciated. I think also that it's a situation where I don't, there's such a fine line between wanting to keep something under wraps, which is so hard to do in pro wrestling. Yeah. It's so hard. And and as you said at the top, like, we were all really surprised. We'd heard the rumors, but even though we had heard rumors, all of us were pretty sure by the end of the night, like, okay, he's not going to be here tonight. And then when the music hits, like, holy crap, he's he's there. To get to that moment, to have one of those moments, it is presupposes that you are not going to have a bunch of those conversations, even if it's politically dicey. And so I don't, I don't fault Triple H or Punk for not really for not doing that because it, it creates a nice moment for fans in an era when everything seems to get out ahead of time, they were able to do this. Well, I'll let you go back to it. There's, this is what I, I, I've got a thought about it because that's the chief question I've been wondering about, about, and specifically about Seth. That Mm -hmm. is my chief like thought. I've got a thought and then I have a question. And I, and the question is interesting because I was, it's a question that I think could matter, but it really doesn't matter. Here's what I think. I think that Triple H, Nick Khan, maybe some of the Endeavor guys, TKO or whoever, I do think it was extremely close hold. And what I mean by that is exactly what Tom said to Tom's point. In this day and age, the more people you tell, there is a guaranteed leak. There is a guaranteed leak. Mm -hmm. And so I do think it was very close hold. My thought, though, is that they had to tell Seth 
Yeah, they had to. I, I like, and and the reason I think they had to tell Seth, and I don't think they asked. My question would have been a separate question, but my interesting thought was, did they ask Seth, "Hey, we're thinking about bringing him back. What do you think?" I don't think they did that. I think they told Seth mm-hmm. that he's coming back, mm-hmm. and you need to be aware that he's coming back, and the deal is done, and he's going to come out here. I do think that my thought is they had to tell Seth because I do believe that there is real challenges, like real personality, heat, whatever you want to call it, real stuff going on between Seth Rollins and CM Punk in real life. 100% agree. And if they didn't tell Seth, they they were maybe not at the end of Survival Series on camera, but there would have been a there might have been a confrontation in the back. Like and so they had to tell him to avoid that scenario. Yeah. The reason that you know it's legit with Seth is because he has made negative comments about CM Punk in like shoot yeah. interviews. Well, un- 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 yeah, right. But there was no yeah. there was nothing to be yeah. gained yeah. from it. It's yeah. just like there's no reason other than like this is my honest opinion yeah. of this it, guy. I never thought like, he's coming back. He's at right. another company. I fucking right. hate that guy. Right. Um, here's my question, and this is really interesting to me. Did they tell Roman? Oh wow! And this is my and this is what <laughs> and this is what I wonder because they know Roman better than anyone. Obviously, Roman's been in the company a long time. There is a part of me that says they're not, they they're not going to tell Roman, and Roman's not going to care. I think Roman wouldn't care, but yeah. Like, the, 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 like the, a part of Roman's personality to me yeah. is that, huh, like, you know what I mean? He's back. Huh? Does it, does it affect, and this is real Roman, not like kayfabe, but like real Joe or whoever's name, you know, does it affect my deal? No, it doesn't. What are we doing? Like, this is the type of guy I am right now. Like, I don't care if it doesn't directly impact me. How, I, what, yep. However, I, I'm really, really interested because here's, I think, to Tom's point, I think this is where the hurt feelings come in. The hurt feelings come in because there is a clear line of importance and stature in your company if you knew Seth was coming, if you knew CM Punk was coming back or if you didn't. And so if Cody knows and Seth knows, because we know they're going to know, does main event Jey Uso know? Does Drew McIntyre know? Does Roman know? And if you're if you're looking at who's the important people in this company, and you say, "Oh, hey, well, hey, look, you know, somebody called Paul Heyman, somebody called Roman. They let he knew this was going to happen. Cody knew, Seth knew. Well, if you're Walter, if you're Drew McIntyre, if you're Randy Orton, and you didn't know, does that make you less important? And let's this is wrestling. Everybody's jockeying for wherever they think they need to be." If they're a mid-carder, they want to be in the mid-card. If the mid-carders don't know, that's fine. But if you're Cody and you're Drew McIntyre and Cody knows and Drew doesn't, or something of that nature, I think that's where, in real life, that's where Triple H is going to get some phone calls and say, hey, man, like, you know, I knew some people knew. I knew maybe it's a need-to-know basis, but this clearly makes you think you're either important or you're not important in WWE. Here, let me give you the. This is the hypothetical phone call when they call Roman 
I'm 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 Roman. Here's here's the here's the phone call. Hello. Raw or SmackDown? Raw. Okay. That's that's the conversation. I think that's his level of like. Okay, do whatever you want. It's, it's I'm not on the show. Yeah, I've got I've I've got Marvel on the other line. Got to go. It's a a legitimate question, though. It's a legit. How how important is Roman Reigns to WWE that he needs to know things like this is going to kind of shift the conversation? I I I think I do think now that you bring it up, I think you're exactly right. I think that first of all, what's interesting about pro wrestling is how, pardon the pun, but how much diva behavior there is from a lot of these guys. And like the kind of thing that you're talking about is like to us, we sort of understand on an intellectual level, why, why, why it might matter to somebody, but to some of, some of those people, it is like extreme. They will, they will take it like an extremely significant slight. It, It varies from person to person. I don't, I don't, for example, if Sammy Zayn didn't know, I don't, see him as the kind of guy who would like freak out about it right um but some of those other guys like i'm not sure i i and and i will say having now heard you say all that i would i would say i would bet they did give roman a heads up just from the standpoint of hey down the road this could be a match that we want to do and I, we want you to know that he's he's coming back. It's not going to be right away, but down the road it might be. Hey, but I'm, safe, I'm safe to say, literally the most important person in this company. I'm safe to say that Triple H wasn't soliciting opinions before offering him that. Right. It's it's in my old job. We I, used to talk about this. Is you know even if your input was um, requested in certain certain con- depending on what it was, the president would preface it by saying. Uh, this is not a weather conversation. This is a how conversation. And I think that all of those conversations that Triple H was potentially having with people was more like, this is an FYI, you know, down the road, we, we might, if you guys do something, we certainly will want to hear your input, but this is not a, like, a, you're not, we're not asking for your vote. We're not asking for your here's, approval. Here's the thing though. <laughs> I think they told, this is what I, this is what I think. I think they told Seth CM Punk was coming. I think it's more of a conversation. Not that Roman Reigns has the ability to veto it, but it's much more of a conversation with Roman Reigns. And maybe you're able to share back and forth. And I'll tell you, like, I will basically, there's no reasoning with Seth. I bet you there's probably some, let me explain to you, Roman, how this is going to impact us long term. Because again, I think Roman's gotten everything he wants. And I think he's extremely happy. And we obviously, we assume based off of just, the stuff that he Roman has to do more non kayfabe stuff than anybody else in WWE. He's on Sports Center and he's his interviews are like shoot interviews, like they're real kind of interviews. And then he'll snap back into character, maybe you know, for a couple of lines in those in those interviews. But I do think this is clearly you are clearly the most important person in this company. And I do think bringing in someone like CM Punk, whether it's true or not, and seeing what's happened over the last, say, 72, 48, or since Survivor Series, you know, record-breaking this and this and this, I think there's a conversation that says, hey, look, Roman, like, this is going to happen, this will happen, he's going to get, you are the most important person in this company. Let's, you know what I mean? Let's okay. figure out how no, to, I... like, it's because, it, again, otherwise, you get Phil coming in, <laughs> Phil's coming in, 
thinking he's the most important person in this company, then you've got a real big problem. I, I agree with everything you just said. And let me ask you guys both this question. So this this conversation is really this part of the conversation is really interesting and has got me thinking. Put CM Punk to the side for one second because he just got there. I think we would all agree that in terms of the sort of internal, unofficial, political pecking order as management sees it, Roman Reigns is number one. And I would argue pretty clearly that Cody is number two. Absolutely. Who's number three? I think Seth. Yeah, Seth and then maybe Walter. Gunther? I don't think Gunther's... I don't think... No, it's not Gunther. Gunther Gunther might be number four on the ratings chart, internal, like, you know, it's, you know, but political influence there may not be any uh, maybe well you know we're and we're slighting the women's division there that's i was gonna say it's I probably it might be, i might be becky yeah it's probably got to be a woman at four because i do i agree roman cody seth and then probably becky or and, yeah. and the one who's i think is rising the fastest is rhea ripley well rhea and, oh, uh, yeah. and i think i i do think gunther is is rising pretty high yeah, I, I think I, I think, think, I think Rhea and Gunther, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me pose this to you guys. Okay, cheats, you're Triple H. Um, Tom, you're Nick Khan. You have the notification meeting Saturday morning, maybe Friday night, maybe six days ago, with Seth. Seth re- replies with, you know, guys, there's one thing about his AEW and how toxic he is. I have spent the last two years bashing this guy up and down. I can do business, but not with a guy like that. If this is a done deal, man, and you're not, you didn't really, you don't, you don't think it's bad for business having this guy come in. I'm not going to show up Saturday night. I'm actually, I quit. What do you think? Never would happen. What? Okay. Good. (laughs) Seth Seth, Seth Seth Seth, is a professional, man. Seth is a, Seth is a professional. So he's a professional and his, his wife works for the company too. So yeah. I'm saying that <laughs> should, should, is there, a, is there really any concern that Seth's going to be anything other than that? And not, try I think to... if they didn't tell him there's concern, there could be a fight in the back. Really? Like a real fight. So you think, so you think Seth would not voice, you know, be, give us some strident answer beforehand, but had he not been told he would have put everything he has in that company at risk and done that. Here's the thing. Have he not been told you're at the end of Survivor Series? All of this stuff is going around. Emotions galore. CM Punk could have walked past him and say, hey, man, what's up? And Seth could have punched him in the face. Like, that's, I think that was the fear of so, this whole thing. So there's, so there's a little like, difference like between have... Seth and CM Punk then, if he's that prone to I, I, confrontation. Well, the, my, my thing would be, like, I don't think it's a, it's a high likelihood but I think that you lose very little by preemptively diffusing the situation. So even if it, so it's like, it's like you've got a time bomb and there's only a 10% or 5% chance the bomb's going to actually explode, but why not diffuse it if you have the opportunity to do it? I think that's the thinking. I think you had to tell. I think you had to tell. Yeah. I I don't think think you walk out there. I don't think you hit that music and walk out there. black. What I would have been concerned about more so than like, and I think this also goes to the points that you guys are making. I wouldn't have been necessarily concerned about like, oh, Seth Rollins is going to just attack Punk or Punk will attack Seth Rollins or whatever. What I would have been concerned about in my primary motive, if I'm Nick Khan or Triple H, in my primary my primary motivation for giving folks heads up. Oh, and by the way, somebody else who definitely knew was Randy Orton. Um, 
my primary motivation would have been like, I don't want these guys who were just in the main event, especially Randy, who's come back after a year and a half, to feel like this is a big F you to them and they've yeah. just been upstaged. Yeah, there's another, there's, there's even though they kind of have. Yeah. Um, so I would want to talk, talk through that with at least certainly Randy, probably Cody and Seth as well. And then Seth, of course, for the additional reason that, that Cheatham has talked about, which is like, hey, you've been saying a lot of bad things about this dude. Just FYI, he's. He's gonna be your coworker. Very. Soon. My thing is, it could have, it like we don't know these guys. Like in that sense, it could have been something as clear as CM Punk walking over and Seth and saying to Seth, "Hey, man, I just want to bear the hatchet." And Seth could have easily been like, "F you," and then Phil hits him. Like we we don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's that well, tenuous. I heard today, as a matter of fact, that apparently that conversation did happen between CM Punk. And the Miz. Oh, I hadn't heard yeah. it. I mean, yeah, the, the, yeah. They did, Someone... that they buried the hatchet because obviously okay. Punk had made some pretty inflammatory, yeah. sure, <laughs> absolutely, sure comments Miz, that I can't repeat here. Miz had, um, Miz had been mentioned in Punk's promos in AEW. Uh, that MJF was, yeah, I, that's right, a couple of times. That's right, yeah. that's right. And, <laughs> and it's just, and again, we're. I also do think that we're operating on a baseline of like rational human beings. That are not professional wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, and so when I yes. say that, yes. <laughs> yes. exactly, exactly. Because when I say that, there's these things that happen in that world with those athletes that that makes you snap back and realize, like, like these guys, you know, to do the job that they do. I don't know, 340 days out of 360, there, there's, you know, the potential for them. Just it, it may not be the um dark side of wrestling days it may not be you know the 80s or 90s and that type but these guys still have some things going on like they, there's still a handful of them that probably take too many pills drink too much like you know there, there's still some there's still some things going on which i do think you know what's, what's really interesting about that and I, i've actually yeah. thought about this quite a bit it could be potential i i think that this the things that you the sort of dark side of the ring horror story type stuff. There's a, there's, I'm sure it exists in pockets. You know, sure. people are people just like in real, in the not real life. That's a wrong term, but outside the wrestling world, there are people who have those demons as well. Um, but I do think it's not, it's the culture of the business. I don't think is, is so inexorably tied to those activities the way that it was 30 but, years I'm ago, not, I'm 40 years completely ago, completely changed. But one thing that is, I think, similar, not to 40 years ago in wrestling, but just to something that is more prevalent in, I think, workplaces around in every sector now, is that I think that there there is more, um, what's the right word here? I, I think that in this respect, a lot of the sort of, I don't want to call it paranoia, but sort of getting up in your own head and like mental health stuff. I think that happens at a lot of workplaces more commonly now, especially with younger people. I think, again, wrestling, they're just people. I think that they deal more with that stuff today than you would have seen, you know, 30, 40 years ago when maybe the, the sort of reaction to that stuff would have just to bury their sorrows at, at the bottom of a bottle. Sure. 
Um, and I think so. The reason why that's relevant to what we're talking about now is I think that all the stuff that we just talked about with the sort of um, sensitivities around this guy coming in to the company who is such a divisive person, that's something that I think nowadays there there would be more awareness and more um i think they would see management would see more of a need to have those conversations and address that with their employees or certain employees anyway um then then would have been perceived you know 30 years ago or even 10 years ago with vince mcmahon i think vince would have just been like yeah we're gonna three people are gonna know about this and consequences be damned we're just gonna you know this it's good for business good for it's good tv and we'll just see what happens in fact you know an example of that very different mentality and sort of an older generation was famously when jim ross got drafted to smackdown he found out about it live on tv for the first time and like that is something that now seems crazy for a number of reasons, but that's that's just you know a no, and the, the example really quickly. The example you use is a, is a great great example of what you're talking about. Do you think 15 years ago anybody would have cared about the Miz? Like, and, and I, I'm not saying the Miz yes. as a wrestler. I'm saying the the position where Miz is in the company. Do you think anyone would have had a sensitivity about how this you know potential mid Carter is feeling? about a situation that the executives are making completely the only, yeah the only the only way they would have been considered that is if if the miz or the the analog to the miz was like a legit badass in real life and they're like we got to talk to this guy because if he, he's nuts right. right but but i think that's exactly to your point because i think i did read the same thing that you did yeah someone had to go and smooth it over with the miz just for a mental state not a you know what i mean I, like it's a, it's, it's, there's a lot more mutual yeah. respect now than there was than there used to be, and I, I hate I hate always tr trying to. I'm not bringing this back necessarily to Vince McMahon, the person, but it's in. We're just talking about how indicative, like the business, the backstage culture, has changed from 10, 15 years ago, where there was one singular guy making the decisions with seemingly no, very little regard to how it affected anybody else, and that as much. I mean, is undoubtedly. It's okay to label punk a hypocrite for a lot of those reasons, but punk probably has knows that culture is different, has seen that culture is different. And from conversations with Triple H realized that the company that I left nine years ago, the circumstances, the, the peoples, the attitudes, that's not that company anymore, which makes, which makes it a little more easy to reconcile with yourself. You know, if you're having those conversations about how, you know, everything I said, I mean, I can't believe I'm going back to this place that got me sick. It's for like all those reasons we just talked about that Vince McMahon was in charge of all that. And it's just, that's just not, it's just not the company it was nine years ago. So I just think this, this time around, you know, right. Punk seems like someone who cares very much about believe it or not workers rights. And that's what he got him in trouble originally. I don't think, I think, Punk cares about himself. Uh, I, 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 no more. I don't think any more than any other wrestler. What do you? What do you? No, I think more. Why? Why? Huh? Why? Because otherwise, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be back. That's a, so. This is a good I, question. For, this is a really quick yeah. question for you. He didn't just. He didn't just. He didn't just walk in the door. He was. He was invited back. No, he. All right. We'll see. Uh this is the question I have. <laughs> T. T. G. said 
He he thinks his primary reason for coming back is to stick it to AEW. I said my yeah. primary reason I think he's coming back is because he can't help himself more of an egotistical narcissist. What do you think Punk's primary reason for coming back to WWE is? I think it's somewhere in the middle of those two points. I think undoubtedly he wants to somehow stick it to AEW. Now, it's interesting, you know, he didn't, everyone was sort of waiting for, you know, how he was going to subtly torch the Young Bucks, subtly torch Nick Khan, subtly torch AEW as a company uh, in his promo last night. What he did do, he no-sold AEW completely, which in a lot of ways is the best way to bury somebody. So, you know, the, him and Triple H very well may have a plan, I but I think also like any other professional wrestler supporter or fan or talent, he wants to be, he still wants to be a wrestler. He still wants to be, to get that crowd reaction. He wants to maybe wash a little bit of the stink of AEW off of him. There's only one, even though he may realize I'm just as, you know, I always like to assume positive intent and think that cheats look at me like, why would you assume positive intent? But see him um, I I've never I've never played I've I have given I've always put less of the AEW blame on him than y'all have. I think there was a lot of circumstances that he was subjected to that he shouldn't have been. He reacted very poorly. He reacted very poorly, but between the way leadership is run, it seems to be run there, the way the leader seems to run things there, that went south really bad. And I think, you know, again, remember. He doesn't just walk, march back, doesn't just let WWE know I'm coming back on Saturday. This was, he, they could have, they could have legit said no. Triple H wanted him back at the end of the day. Triple H slash Nick Khan wanted him back. And I'm far more focused on the reasons they want him back and what their plan is for than whether or not, you know, I, I, the WWE is run so much different than AEW, it would appear that like Punk knows that having that kind of attitude now the way is not going to work. So like, I think punk's a smart enough guy to know I can't do that stuff here because it's not going to, it's not going to work out. I give punk despite a lot of the ego and issues he has more, definitely more credit than you do. Cause I, I just saw a different circumstance in AW than y'all did at the end of the day. But I think it's going to work out great, and I don't foresee. I see Punk as being a much better soldier, possibly for those reasons Tom's mentioning. That like this is the best way to to let to let to 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 no soul to no sell it to never yeah. mention it, but in every way, I'm not only and also Triple H could somehow be sending a message by by taking Punk back in by giving him by and especially if Punk acts the right way, it's also a message to potential free agents in AEW that you know th this is this is where you know you can be so you know if that's the plan damn show me a scenario where that doesn't work i love i love AEW i want it to succeed i don't want it to go away but this is a i mean this is a huge huge move and i see less downside that y'all do about it i could be wrong i, I don't think i was, I mean, I was I, wrong before I, th I think the downside part, you know, again, it, it's from WWE's perspective. So first of all, let me just say this. I think that 
If Nick yeah. and if Nick and Triple H didn't think they could control him, they would not have taken this risk. See, I, I, you're, I don't think you're wrong about that. But my point is, even if it winds up being the case that it, he flames out in a year, if they get a TV deal that is enhanced because of Punk and blocks AEW. It's like done. Everything else is gravy. If he sticks around and he's, you know, a, a good soldier and all that, that's great. But we got what we needed from from this. It's a win. Period. It's a win. Um, so I, I think that's probably the thinking there. Again, this is based on my theory where the two the interests are aligned among those parties because they all are like, this is not only going to help our like from Punk's perspective, yes, it's going to line his pockets, but he could have lined his pockets in impact yeah. as, as you guys talked about. There's that element of it, but to Cheatham's point, it's the biggest platform there is, and it really is going to put the screws to AEW potentially in, in multiple ways. And of course, you know, from Triple H and especially I think Nick Khan's perspective, this is like business-wise with the TV deal looming, this, this is a big thing. I think in hindsight, if this, if, Things do go badly for AEW, hypothetically, over the next year. I think they are going to look back and their biggest regret is going to be, we should have gotten the TV deal finalized before we let Punk officially go. Yep. We should have had like suspend him, like whatever, but like actually letting him walk out the door and show up on WWE TV before we had our renewal yep. or new TV deal major major mistake major mistake um so one, one thing i wanted to address that you had said uh elliot that um i think is right and it's it's something that i was saying over the weekend is there is a scenario where for all of the sort of negative things that, that i've i think or cheatham thinks or whatever about the way cm punk has behaved both during his at the end of his last WWE stint and also during his AEW stint. There is a scenario where CM Punk either on his own or because he is persuaded that this is this is the way to go, that he is like, okay, what would be the ultimate, the ultimate like revenge, so to speak, against AEW? It would be to be a model employee at WWE because then it's like, oh, it was definitely AEW's fault that that all fell apart. Because look how great I've been in WWE. Like it's it's not me, guys. I wasn't the problem. It was them. And OPS, they're going to be out of business in six months. <laughs> so that's I mean that is one way that this could go. In the little time remaining we have here, I just want to cost out a couple of question scenarios for just sort of quick answers as to what maybe the future holds. First of all, Punk mentioned in his promo how he was you know welcome back, loved backstage. There was a report today that Punk try to see as many people as possible but he mentioned in his promo he was kissed on the mouth who kissed him on the mouth what's your guesses could be one guy one girl that kissed punk on the mouth last night i'm gonna say kevin owens <laughs> kevin okay Except he wasn't raw um i'm gonna say kofi kissed him on the mouth oh, ha happy okay. to see happy to see him back and probably natalia that's my those are my guesses definitely vets definitely people who have been there a long time who missed punk who who do you think he was referring to when he said punk got kissed on the mouth no clue no clue not, not important to you. you you hear him you didn't hear him say he was backstage I, hugging and kissing yeah, people i saw that okay I, 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 sort of, I sort of blacked out after he said i'm home i was i was just 
I cannot put the balls on that guy. This is where I would. This is where I. This is where <laughs> I. I, I should, I've I always be, belonged here. Everybody, I've hey, belonged here. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. It, last question, cre creatively. Um, one would sort of assume Punk and Rollins are going to dance around and towards each other to a clash. Yeah. Would you rather see it wait to WrestleMania, or do you think they hot shot to Royal Rumble? Prediction time. I mean, my, my the way I would book it is, I, I think you go straight for for Punk and Roman. I know that's not what, the, what they're going to do because he has to stay on Raw. But simply because you still have, until next WrestleMania, you still have five months. And Roman has, has li virtually, literally, beaten every potential opponent that is on the roster, especially every potential opponent who has credibility, with the exception of Solo Sokoa yep. and CM Punk. And CM Punk Did he beat, did he beat Gunther? Roman beat Gunther? No, but Gunther's sort of siloed in Raw too. Right. He, he's yeah. he's sort of in a pocket sort of dimension with the IC title until Brock comes back and then they will wrestle at WrestleMania, which would be awesome. But um so so I guess I would love for to see that play out, but realistically it's it's Seth. And I would say Gosh, good question. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. Um, save it for WrestleMania. Yeah, I think, yes. you say, I think you save it for, for main event night one, WrestleMania. I don't think it has to be for the title necessarily. Cheats, what do you think? No, I think I think it's definitely WrestleMania. I'm actually going back. So who's who do we think? It, do we think Cody is Roman's WrestleMania opponent? For sure. Yeah, unless some by some miracle... You know, yeah, yeah, no, no. it's it's Cody. So you think it's, it's Cody Roman, and then you think it's Seth, CM Punk, WrestleMania. Yeah, that that's not. Night and then one, you think it's Gunther events. Brock. You think it's Gunther Brock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Where's, that's. Where does main it? event Jey Uso fall into this? I think he. I think it wrestles Jimmy. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think you wait till WrestleMania. I think you build it up. I try to. Have him dance around for a bit. My question is, do you just do you just not let CM Punk wrestle until WrestleMania? That's what I would do. What was that five months? That's the same thing uh, they did. That's the same thing they did for the late Bray Wyatt. Let's just make that. I, I have to say, at watching that Punk promo and then thinking about his debut Saturday night, I I did get like start thinking about Bray Wyatt. Obviously, completely different presentation, completely different character. But but the idea that like is he. Just gonna come out and like do monologues. Or yeah, I don't need him. I don't engage? need him to wrestle. I don't need him to wrestle. Yeah, I've seen him wrestle enough for the last year. It's not. I, th I think the history and the build up, like most of what we talked about with Seth last night, those two are gonna have an epic clash at WrestleMania. You can really spend the next few months building towards that. I think so much so that you don't necessarily have to have the title on the line for that. I don't. I just personally don't think it's very realistic to see Punk winning the world championship either they did it in AEW. i don't think they need to do that in that scenario i think punk will cost they still need to figure out what to do with damian priest and and the and money in the bank yeah. um i do not believe priest is worthy of having the kind of cash in at wrestlemania that punk had a couple that that rollins had a couple of years ago so you need to sort of figure out there's a couple ways you can do that you can have the judgment day turn on priest and cost him the cost him the, the money in the bank title. I don't see priest though, as a baby face right now. I almost see 
Finn or Rhea be more of a babyface at some point. But th that aside, I think it's possible without wrestling that Punk costs Rollins the ca a, a cash in. I guess maybe it's Survivor Series. Although I would not want Priest's reign to be that long. I wouldn't. You could theoretically have Priest in a world title match against somebody at Wrestle at WrestleMania and have it not be the main event because you have Punk and Rollins. I think I, th I think Priest is going to wrestle Finn Balor at WrestleMania in some scenario. Yeah. Okay. Do, do you agree that the world title does not have to be the main event if you've got Punk and Rollins? I agree with that. So you could really have. You you could have a main event Punk and Rollins without the world title being on the line. Yeah, I think my, my my thought, and it might be too late to do it now, but my thought was they would have whenever Gunther eventually loses the Intercontinental title, that he would be the guy who then wins the world title, whether yeah. it's from Priest or from Rollins. But of course, now you got Punk in the mix that complicates things. Um, and then Brock, he if he'd won the title by WrestleMania, it'd be him and Brock for the for the world title. Gunther would win you think brock's um, gonna come back at royal rumble yes i think he's gonna eliminate gunther from the royal rumble and that's gonna be the, that'll kick off their feud to return the favor from last year but here's the question for both of you guys it seems like we're all in agreement that the most likely wrestlemania match is punk for punk is punk versus rollins question who's the heel and who's the face uh i hmm. If I'm booking it, you know how it's going to. You think, you, think, you think Punk's the heel? <laughs> yeah, I would make it. I would make him a, a, a sort of a smarmy, you know, t take his natural personality, yep. turn up to eleven, and, and he's he's a better heel than he's. He is Punk is a I mean, better heel. He's he, a face. Rollins yeah. has been acting heelish in the last few days, but you know, yeah, I, and I don't like this character, this version of Rollins, but that's a separate vision. Yeah, um, who knows? I guess you'd want to see, you know, is. Who who is going to be still loved more as a heel, Rollins or Punk? That's a good question, and I think that can you know they might they might need to sort of test that over the next few several weeks. You know, I, I think they will, but I also think that it's gonna I think it's gonna come back pretty pretty quickly. And what I mean by that, if you, I don't know if you guys saw this, there was a clip that's going around the internet now that actually shows the crowd reaction to Punk and. Mm -hmm. Louisville where they were last mm -hmm. night and it's vastly was it last night are they in Louisville were they in Louisville Nashville Nashville it's vastly different than it was in Chicago yeah same thing with the same thing happened absolutely I was, I was about to get to that yeah. you're exactly right and it's the same thing that happened um, with a, quite a few of the, the characters following kind of the first CM Punk battle, right? There was a, you know, they even made it a whole thing on the AEW behind the scenes show was how differently the Bucks were received in places that were kind of quote unquote Buck friendly than to not. And right. CM Punk was basically well received in Chicago and nowhere else. And so I think it will be an easier transition than we think making Punk a heel because they were, they were Cor kind corporate, of corporate punk. They were kind of flat. That, uh, that would be. Mm, I would love that. Yeah, so they much. were. It would be so they were. Great. It was. It I was would... a very stark difference from him, like just the crowd reaction to him coming out outside of Chicago.
And I think you're right. And I, I want to make it clear. I agree with everything you just said. I think it's easier to make up a heel. I think the reaction is going to be different once sort of the initial like, oh, my gosh, Punk is back has worn off and they're, and they're in cities farther away from Chicago. I think it's going to be different. I will say one thing, just play devil's advocate a little bit. When Cody went to WWE, I was like, hmm, this is going to fade because, you know, he was getting such weak reactions in AEW over the last year. He was there and he was sort of this insistent baby face and the crowd was just like, we're not interested in this. And then he went to WWE and it was like, he's for sure the most over face over the last year and a half of anybody in that company. And it's like, I don't, it's so consistent. It's every town. It's everybody loves him. Um, I'm not saying Punk is in the same position, but what I'm saying is I, I acknowledge the the fact that that went in a direction that I was not expecting. And it's also possible that the same thing could happen with Punk, that maybe people will be into, um, I don't know, a, 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 a more traditional sort of positive, if this is the way they want to go, traditional positive Punk who's like, look, I'm back for you guys. I really... Came back for the fans, whatever. Even if I'm, it's hard, it's hard even, home, like Elliot, like oh, it's hard to even sit to hear it. Yeah, let's, let's say it right. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. The wrestling world to buzz again. Biggest, I mean, biggest WWE moment for me since Bray's return. Honestly, <laughs> biggest you know, moment since CM Punk came back the last time. I was just that was that was one of the funny things in watching like the reaction videos and the ones that they showed in Raw. I was like. These same people were doing the same stuff like two years yeah, ago for this guy. It's, just, it's interesting. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. We're going to be here consistently on Tuesdays over the next several weeks, uh, hopefully to just continue discussing this because, you know, week to week now, Raw certainly became a lot more must-see than it had been over the yeah, last several weeks. Definitely interested in the numbers about what Raw did. I yeah, because of ratings. Hopefully this Thursday, cheats. We're gonna have an AEW show. Yeah, we're gonna talk about CM Punk from the AEW angle. Yeah, yep, yep. We'll talk about uh, there Thursday. So it'll be uh, it'll be a lot more CM Punk talk. John I will Mo also like John Moxley. John Moxley was interviewed. Yes, Tony Khan was interviewed. So it's a, there's a lot. There's a lot on the yeah. AEW side. Here. We'll talk about it all Thursday. I guess. Uh, cheats. What you got? Also final like thoughts. Say, my final thought is, To played in the Super Bowl with a broken leg. And it still only took him, you know, a couple games of the next season to divide the rock room and shut the Eagles down. <laughs> so my, this, my point is CM Punk to me is very much, and I'm trying to be, this is me being as optimistic as possible. Like I'm trying to I watch. Not very Raw. optimistic. <laughs> no, I'm, I watched Raw last night. I mean, uh -huh. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out from a wrestling standpoint, storyline standpoint, I can't help to think, that this is Terrell Owens, this is Kyrie Irving, this is James Harden figuring out a way to sabotage this thing from the inside. Well, we'll see, and it'll all be awesome. Quick shout out to all, <laughs> of our, quick shout out to all of our friends who support us, Kelsey, Megan, we miss you. Wrestling Purist Podcast, Flobo, all of our friends out there. <coughs> Find us on social media at WCWF Pod on X, Wrestling Chat with Friends, the group on Facebook and on youtube subscribe like comment we're gonna talk a lot of cm punk in the next few weeks whether you like it or not because roman's not around and it's the hottest thing in town so for cheats for someone who's not a hypocrite tg we will see you on thursday and we'll be back here next tuesday talking wwe at wrestling chat with friends 
Ring that bell. We're out of here. Done. Tapping out. See you guys later.